Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hi folks, this is Mark Anthony Rossi and welcome to Strength to Be Human. This is episode number 105, Essentials for an Independent Author. Uh, I, I kind of find this show to be uh, extremely, uh, not only relevant to a lot of people that's out there who are either trying to be authors or you know they want to put together a series of books over the course of time and, and they find that the independent path is the best thing for them. So I have a lot of experience in this sort of thing and you know, I have a lot definitely to, to say about it. And I'm hoping it's going to uh, shine a, a bigger light on for you and, and allow you to, to do this in a, not only in a more successful way, but in a more fulfilling way. Because to me, that's also very important as, as a writer. Now, you know me, I always break things down in segments. I find it easier for everybody. So uh, for the essentials, I, I call it the three A's. So we got uh, attitude, uh, attention, and then advertise. So those are the three we're going to be doing this evening. The first thing is, is is attitude. Now, what I mean about attitude is the writing mindset. Yeah, you have to make sure that when you when you're embarking on this journey to be an independent author, that you're taking it, and, and I don't mean just seriously in terms of doing the work, but you have to have the mindset of Hey, I'm going to put aside this time. Hey, I'm going to rewrite. I'm going to be... You, you always have to do it like someone else is over your shoulder. And they are. It's called the audience. So you really want to make sure that when you're embarking on this journey that you're also putting together a project that only not only satisfies yourself, but also you feel can make a connection with you know people beyond you. Because that's really essential as a writer. And, and of course, essential as a you know, independent author. So you want to consider what you're doing and you might be able to, to enlist a few friends to read it. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, is this working? Is this not working? But that's really important that when you put that together, you finally have that thought. Oftentimes when, when people write an individual piece and being a poem, an essay, fiction piece or whatever, a lot of times they're not thinking about the audience. They're just thinking about trying to get that point across or trying to get that that plot repaired or trying to, you know, hit, hit that hit that landing at the end there so it, it has a strong, you know, a- ending to it. And, and don't get me wrong, those things are important. But when you're putting together a project, you now have to think in a bigger terms. You cannot just think about, you know, this piece and forget about what else everybody else thinks because you're putting together a, a project, maybe of short fiction, maybe poetry, essays, whatever, but... You're talking about something that, you know, it's plus 100 pieces of work. It could be over 100 pages. You've got to have a, a bigger impact, not only on your audience, but also on your own your own mindset of how you're doing things. So you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you can tie it in with something, okay? You, you want to make sure that when you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it as, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna network this thing out there with with people 
and, and I want to make sure that they have a, a connection to it. But when you're putting together your plan as you know, in your attitude, so it is, you have to also remember that you are, for the most part, working alone. Yeah, you might have somebody helping you editing. You might have somebody helping you read it, or you know, giving you some insight or some opinion. But in the end, it is all you. When when we say indie, which is you know for independent, it, it's not a cute moniker to, to to make you feel better. You have to understand what that actually means is that you're doing all the work. And many instances, you're all by yourself doing all this. It's one thing I find for writers to uh, find the alone time or make the alone time and, 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 and live in the alone time to write. But I, it seems to be another thing when they have to also edit it. They have to also figure out what their plan is to, you know, to market this thing and what kind of intention they need to have to rewrite it. You know, what kind of theme that's going to tie it all in together and that that seems to be an entirely different animal. And I understand that because, again, sometimes we forget when we go on this journey of independent writer, that's what that means. Independent means you're doing all the jobs. You're wearing all the hats. You know what I mean? In many instances, you are the writer. You're the editor. You're the agent. You're the publisher. You know what I mean? You're, you're, the, you're the marketer. You're the, you're the spokesperson. All of that in, in one. And that's just the way it is, that you have to do all of those and become good in all those different tasks. And that's what we're going to continue to talk about on this show. Is how to do that. And why you should do that. And why it's so important. Now. I think. More than anything else. It's important to take what you're doing seriously. And have the attitude for it. You can't just slap things together. And, and you know, throw it against the wall. And hope something sticks. That's that's not writing. Okay. That's maybe. Um, game theory, or maybe that's uh, you know, brain brain smashing, or you know, number crunching, or whatever you want to call that, where people in the room and they're just throwing stuff all over the place to make something happen. That's not writing, okay? Writing is about you've gotten a, a notion about what you want to do. You've got some pieces that you feel solid about. You want to see how they go connecting with other pieces. That's what the attitude is about. To to think about the project as a whole now. And maybe also think about, do I have a, a, a title for this thing that is going to really help me move everything forward? I, I find for individual pieces, and that's me, not everybody has to do it this way, but I find that I like to have the title first because to me it helps me like a like a guidepost to it all, almost like the lighthouse in the, in the storm. That's how I view things. And I feel the same way when I'm putting together a project. I need to have the title already. I can't do it on some unnamed thing. I have to have it already. And oftentimes, I'll have some mock-up artwork as well. And we'll talk about this too because I I, I construct my own. I, I do it for my uh, writers in my uh, small publishing uh, company and I do it for my own projects as well. In fact, uh, other than uh, Question the Quiet, which was uh, published by... Uh, Whiskey City Press, uh, that's probably the only book that I've ever had a cover that, that wasn't me. They were all me except for that one. And, that, and that's great. But you don't have to learn how to do that if you don't want to. You can have somebody help you. If you want, you can even go out there and pay a small fee. And I mean a small fee. Don't go crazy. No more than 25 bucks, And have someone do something that's close to what you want. 
So no one says you have to do that, but I prefer to do it. I find it easier. I, I find it uh, a little bit more relaxing. I also think it's good to to help you, uh, uh, to me, sort of like, almost like test your title, you know? You know, if you're not sure about a title, when you try to put the artwork together, boy, it'll really help you know if it's going to work or not. It, it really kind of, I, I think in many ways, helps you understand, hey, I think this is right or not. So I, I find a curious connection to that by doing that. And it's just another artistic uh, truth I discovered about my own uh, ways of doing things and ways of thinking and, you know, ways of creating. But again, that's not something you don't have to you don't have to do if you don't want to. All the other things you have no choice about, but that you can farm that out if you want. Okay. Now, once you feel that you've gotten the attitude down and you're getting a, a good idea about how you want to put together this project, how you want to um, write it, how you want to rewrite it, how you want to get pieces from here, pieces from there. Most of the times, especially when people are authors of shorter works, uh, they don't usually do um, a project from the beginning to the end where they had everything already worked out and thematically put together and now I'm done. Oftentimes, it really is. I wouldn't call it a hodgepodge, but I would I would call it a, you know, an assorted bunch of pieces that they try to inconnect. Sometimes they do, and then they have to write some others to fill in the gaps. And other times they don't, and they have to sort of figure out, can I put all this together and have it make sense for the reader? That's where attention comes in. The second A, on the essentials. All right. You have to spend the time trying to figure that out, trying to sort that out, trying to find the best works. That's going to work for your project. Now, remember what I just said there. The best works that will work for your project. That doesn't mean that you're going to be picking out the strongest and the best pieces that you have. They don't always necessarily work. You might find others you might go in a different direction on. Maybe you have to rewrite those or maybe you have to write something new. So, in many ways... When you're putting together the project, you want to spend the attention on figuring out what that project represents to you and what can it represent to the audience, okay? And that doesn't mean that everything you have before you is going to fit. You have to be able to be, you know, courageous enough. And I always find, uh, you know, a little, 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 little nutty, you know, to figure out, hey, I'm going to put that really good one aside and do something different because I want to go in this direction. Oftentimes... The direction you find this project is going in could be different than what you originally thought. You might have a preconceived notion and then you wind up doing something different. It's almost like it's making you follow along. And that's not a bad thing, especially if you have some pieces to back it up. Okay? I always say this. When you're not completely sure, let the project follow. Let the project allow you to be following it. If you're sure, then you're, you're the one that's leading it all, all the way, okay? You don't know what direction you go into until you figure that out. That's why it's important to spend the attention to do this, okay? And not only is the, pre, the pre-existing writing you have important to see if it fits in or not, you know, you also have a lot of writing to do itself in terms of new pieces. You got some rewriting to do as well to make everything uh, work together. Uh, you got a lot of editing, some of it you'll be able to do yourself. Others you have some other people look at and see what they can do, making sure that you know everything fits together well. 
it's, I think, real important to try to find a, some kind of tie-in theme if, as much as you can. That tie-in theme could be, you know, a set of, of themes within the, with, within the work itself that kind of allow it to flow and connect well. Or it could just be that you figured out a title for the project that allows everything to connect together, which isn't bad either. You know, it's not always easy to do that. So you want to make sure whenever you can, you just don't put out too many pieces out of the project because that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you, you're widening it so much that you, you leave some things out. You want to try to find the balance of what you can keep in and what you can't, and that's fine. But whatever you do, it really is important to find some kind of theme. Even if it's a loose theme, that's fine. Don't make it too loose. But if it's loose, that's all right. You just don't want to make it too wide out there. It's It doesn't make any sense to anybody, including yourself, You know, to put together a project where everything is just too wide and open where everything is it is so loose that you don't know where you're going you don't want to get a, a, a reader lost in something and you certainly don't want to have them running around the circle get stuck in a corner someplace and then suddenly you bring out something else that you know snap snap knack back again that's never a good idea you don't want to frustrate a reader you don't want to lose them you certainly don't want to lose their attention and that's where this is important because as much as you need to have intention to make sure everything is flowing right, you want to, you don't want to lose their attention either for that very same reason. So keep that in mind. And of course, whenever you can, allow some people to check it out, okay? Maybe you don't even have it all together yet. And no one says they have to read the entire project. It might just be a handful or a cluster of pieces that you want them to, hey, is this, do you think these work okay together? That's fine. You know, you could separate your your, your book in, into thematic types of, of sections or segments or chapters or divisions, whatever you want to call them. You could do that too and still keep it all together in terms of uh, uh, some kind of unifying theme. And each one has its own little tangent or own little you know subgenre or maybe even sub theme. That's that's fine too. That's another way of putting things together. But whatever you're doing. You want to seem like you had some kind of artistic organization. You want to seem like you had some some, some plan at least. And, and that's really what attention is, is so important about. Is, is putting it together like you have a plan. So this way it reads not so hodgepodge. It, it reads not like you, these are pieces that have been scattered and written over the course of a number of years. It wants to, it, you want to be able to read it like it, it's been written yesterday. Like it makes sense, like it's cohesive, like it's a unit. Doesn't have to be perfectly cohesive, but it should it should it should be unified as much as you can. That's how you keep people's attention, and that's of course how, in the end, you have a, you have a project that at least makes some sense, and then we can go from there. Okay, now the uh, the last in the A's before we talk about some other parts of of being a you know, uh, independent author, it is advertising. It, it seems to be the Achilles heel uh, for so many writers. Oh my God, I have to market things. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, you're an independent author now, so not only uh, do you have to do it, it's absolutely essential. There's, there's no way around that. You can't pay for somebody to do that, even if you could. 
You probably couldn't afford them, and I doubt they'd be worth anything to do. So you have to be out there already coming up with an idea. Uh, I'm going to put together a couple of little, little ads, little um, meme-inspired ads, or just maybe some just little little banners, and, and throw it in some social media places. Make sure your friends and relatives are aware of it. Put together email lists and send some people, hey, this is what this project's about, blah, blah, blah. This is the cover. Here's a, here's a sample piece or whatever. Uh, make make note of it in, in writing groups. A, a, a good way to help promote your book is if whenever you can, try to guest blog for a place where you know they'll allow you to you know put the link up for your book and where it's at and, and maybe even talk a little bit about it. That's a great way of doing things. Get some people to review it, and I don't mean just you know in the ebook sense or you know in the Amazon sense. They wrote a little review. That's great too. That's important. Help sales. But I mean just a formal review. You know, see if we can get some way to do that. And of course, whenever it's possible, try to get an interview or two in there. Uh, podcasts, of course, are, are one example. They got radio shows. There's a number of things you could be doing to get the word out there. To let folks know what's going on. You got to keep the word of mouth going, especially if you're using social media in any kind of regular fashion. Remember, whatever you did for one day, it's almost wiped out. It's like too many people are going to see it again. So any kind of social media promotion you're going to be doing has to be done on a regular basis. I mean, at least every other day. At least. And I know people that do it every day. Just try to do different things. You know, different piece of artwork, different banner, different advertising, different approach to it, different maybe sample piece that came out of the project. They're just doing different things. So at least... If they got to be out there regularly, they're not out there doing the same thing. They're trying to do something different. You know, and, that, and that's great. I like that. And that's really how you keep things fresh and how you really keep things focused. When people see about that, they remember about that. Hey, maybe I should go check that out. Now, being an author in general, especially an independent author, I, I find. It's one of the greatest freedoms that we can have in the 21st century. And I'm always, and I've said this before on other shows, so if, you, if you're new to the show, maybe you haven't heard it before, and that's, and that's fine. But I've always cast a, a, a poor shadow on, on, on those that seem to forget that freedoms have responsibilities. I mean, I, it, to me, it's almost like a, you know, a, a, a kid, I can't wait to get out of this family. And then they forget, oh, I got to have to have a job. I have to have money. I got to pay bills. I got to do rent. I got to eat food. I got to cook. I got to clean. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what freedom is. You got to do all those things. A little easy when you're at the house and somebody was doing some of those for you. Well, it's really no different as, as an author. I, I, I find it very, to me, very frustrating to hear people uh, you know, say, ah, I can't believe I got to do all this. Well, I don't know how you can't believe it. The publishing houses, to to a certain extent right now, are smaller. You know, they've they've consolidated. Many of them have failed. And they themselves, as a a publishing entity, are a bit of a failure. You have to do a lot of things on yourself and your own. There's more freedom out there to do more things than you've ever done before in your lifetime. So you have to go out there and do it. And that's what freedom means. It means more work. I mean, you thought freedom meant that you were going to go to sleep and, you know, someone's going to mail you checks when you're in your mom's basement. Uh, no, that wasn't freedom. That was, uh, that was a bad dream you had after you ate a taco. Uh, that's about all that was. 
Freedom means work. Freedom means responsibility. Freedom means having a plan. Means having some organization. It means having a, uh, you know, a concern about what you're doing. It means giving a damn. That that's what it means. I know none of those things sound exciting. That's why a lot of people, when they think about freedom, they they seem to have other thoughts. Like it doesn't require work or responsibility or a plan. Well, if you don't think those things are, then you're not really thinking about freedom. Then you're thinking about something else. But that's what freedom is. But there's nothing more glorious in it. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, think about this just in the most basic level. I mean, I can't be any more straight with you. You're, you're in a family and it's hard to have complete freedom because you have to make all these compromises. You got to be, you know, quiet at some times, speak at other times. Don't say this, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Kind of hard to have freedom. Same thing in the work uh, environment. You only can do so much to say so much. God forbid somebody gets offended or, you know, you wind up throwing things off the track or you look like some kind of idiot or cast doubt on your abilities. So it's kind of hard to have freedom there, okay? I guess in, in, in many ways in public, that could be the same thing. I don't want no one to think I'm a crazy person, so I'm not going to sing in the rain or I'm not going to talk to myself on the bus. So sometimes when you're writing, that is the ultimate freedom. It might be the only time you have real freedom in your life. It's the time for you to to celebrate. You know, go a little nuts. Talk to yourself. You know, dance on the floor. Sing a song. Whistle a tune. Hum something you like. Think about things you normally don't. That's what freedom is. To do all the things that you normally can't do in your life. I don't want to sound depressing, and I'm not trying to be depressing, but I guarantee you that as much as I love being in a family, as much as I love my wife and my children, I have days where I'd be glad that they're gone for a couple of days. I'm glad I'm just writing it away from everybody. I'm glad I'm doing the show. I mean, there's just times where you just need that because you need that freedom and that to. You just need that absence of fear that you can't stretch out your arm without hitting somebody by accident. Or you can't say a word or a phrase or a thought without someone objecting or having uh, having a notion to it. You know, I want to add something to it. You know, and you can't be always in a position to say, shut up. You know, but you could do that when you're on your own time and your own, on your own dime and, and putting together your project. So it can be, you know, incredibly uh, liberating and incredibly exhilarating. And I feel in many ways the only time, you know, I feel where I really can exercise some real freedom. And I mean, I don't know if that sounds depressing or not. It just happens to be the truth. And I think a lot of people will feel the same way too. Some people, they feel guilty about that. Oh, I really wish I wouldn't say that about my family. I don't really feel you saying negative. Anybody who knows anything about being a, a husband or a father or, or, or a parent knows that there's times where they just love to be able to let their hair down for a little while. It's great if the kid goes out and plays for a few hours. Give me a break. Oh, you want to spend a day or two at your friend's house overnight? Good. Go. Bye. Have a good day. Don't forget to brush your teeth. Oh, you want to hang out with your grandmother for a weekend? Cool. Take care. Here's 20. Peace out. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to have your time to yourself. You want to have your time to your... For your spouse, you want to have this time to where nobody's knocking on the bathroom when you just want to sit there and read a story on the, on the toilet bowl. 
I'm not trying to sound too graphic here, but we all have these feelings. We all have these moments. And it's just dumb to feel guilty about them or dumb to put them to a side or dumb to, you know, to tuck them somewhere like they're, they're obscene or something. They're not obscene, you know? I don't know anybody that's 100% happy in, in their relationship or I love every single thing that their children do or want every moment of their life filled with somebody else, you know, hollering, bothering them, you know, screaming at them or nagging them for something. Nobody does. So why would you be any different? We are human. We have breaking points. We have times where it's like, God, I just don't need to hear this. Don't want to deal, deal with it. One of the most difficult things about family that I find out is, you know, you could do a whole day of work, whether it's a positive day or not, and then you got to come home and still do more stuff. And it's like I got to go through a whole battlefield of, let's listen to your day, let's do the schoolwork, let's get, make sure you're in, taking a shower, make sure you're doing the bath, make sure you're, done your homework, make sure you're getting ready to go to bed, blah, 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 before even my time starts for anything else. I mean, it's it's a, it's a long deal. It makes for a long day. So who cannot be, you know, tired over certain things like that? So sometimes being the author is, is the great escape, is the ultimate, you know, freedom. It's the, it's the incredible permission to yourself to, to speak what you want to speak. Without hearing a whole bunch of, uh, you know, backseat drivers, you know, saying this and saying that. You don't have to worry about that. You can do your thing. And that's what I love about writing. And that's what I love about writers. When they learn to do that, I really think that in many ways you fulfill other parts of your humanity that you need to do. You know? Sometimes people, especially artistic people, you know, inside of themselves, they they have like all these garden patches. And then when you come across the patch finally for them, the patch for their writing, the, th- the patch for themselves, you find a lot of those, those plants wilted. They, they haven't been watered a lot. They haven't been paid attention to enough. Where all the other parts of them are, are just doing wonderful. And that drags a person down. You know, it, 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 it can be, uh, that could be a depressing thing, you know. You're like, ugh. You know, because we all have our days where we don't feel like going to work or listening to a bunch of nonsense. We have those days where it's just like, I just want to go to McDonald's and have a hamburger and not listen to anything. Maybe just read some news on my phone or write something without someone bugging me. So, writing allows us to do that. And I really think, especially as an independent author, you're giving yourself the the ultimate uh, freedom to do all of that. So take advantage of it. Don't look at it as some kind of negative thing. Yeah, there's a lot of work involved there. Sure. You're not going to be an expert on all of it. It's going to take time. And that's fine. Put the time in. That's part of uh, you know, the three A's of the essentials. The attention. Put that time in. The time in for yourself to, to compose what's necessary. To, for yourself to rewrite it. For yourself to get it edited. For yourself to have it read back to you. For yourself to see if it works in that project or not. Make that thing the best you can. Because you don't have any excuse. You, you, you can't say I do a great job because I had all these people interfering with me at work. I just couldn't be happy today because my kids are driving me nuts. Or my wife wants me to take out the garbage in the rain or blah, blah, blah. You have the ultimate control when you're writing. It's all on you. So there's no more excuses. This is that. Do-da-do. Da-da-da. Scooby-Doo. We love you. 
No, you don't have any of that, okay? It's all on you. And that's what you want. So that you can do your best work without any interference. Without any intervention. Hell, without without any any kind of noise or distraction. Just you and your ideas and your work. And putting all the other stuff aside. You could call it your karma, your meditation, your yoga, your your therapy, your mojo, your Johnson, whatever you want to call it. But it's yours. And since you're the one that's over this domain, you decide what's going on, what goes in and what goes out. And you decide how I want to approach this and how I want other people to view it and etc. It's all about you. And that's one of the great things about writers is that we get the chance to be ourselves for a change. We get to be us, not somebody else. Because we all know it. And I'm, I'm not suggesting we're all out there faking things, okay? I mean, there are people that go that far and that's to me that's not very a good thing. But we understand that oftentimes... To do a job, to be a spouse, to be a parent, you can't always give people 100% of your opinion. You can't always give them 100% of your candor because you have to weigh things so that people don't get harmed by your words. And you have to weigh things so your children, you know, uh, are not put off or or offended or, or, you know, having their feelings hurt because you, you do have to gauge those things. You do have to have a certain balance. You don't have to do that in writing. Go all out and do everything you want to do, as you should be doing. It's one of the most exciting things about being an independent author. Now, we've got a lot of great ones out there that do a lot of wonderful things. I, I think of one right now, uh, uh, Michelle uh, Weatherall over there in, in Canada. Now, there's, there's a person that really uh, has done almost a science of putting together his books. Uh, what an incredible job of, of binding them and and how much care he takes them and putting them together. They look so professional and he really spends a lot of work. It's really the, the, the to me, the the guiding uh, light on, on being an, an essentially uh, uh, independent author. That That's the guy right there. You know, you got somebody like uh, Michelle Young also in Canada. What's up with you Canadian people? You're doing great over there. You know, somebody that, that, that spends the time trying to figure out what's the best cover, you know. How can this be marketed? What can I do here? And, and just really giving a thought and, and, and paying attention, as you should. Not just throwing something out there and then wondering what happened. You should never have to wonder. Because you should already be figuring out what the answers are. Or trying to find those answers. Okay? It's like you're your own little mini company. You're on your own little mini project maker. Remember, because you're all wearing more than one hat. You're not just a writer. When you're an independent author, you're more than a writer, okay? You're also an editor. You're also the publisher. You're also an agent. You're also a marketer. You're also a spokesperson. You're all of those things. And you have to learn to do those things well enough that you can get it out there. It's going to take some time. And if you have questions or Anything you ever want to feed, you know, send over to me. I'll be happy to answer them to the best of my ability because I've done all of that already. And I'm happy doing it because I really think in the end, nobody can do as good a job as yourself on really getting your message out there. 
You'll you'll learn that. You might think somebody could do something better, but in the end, you're you're really the best, the best uh, ambassador for your work. You know, the best. Uh, I feel front person for your work. Why not? It is your work. So go out there and do it and, and be proud. And don't forget, if I haven't already drilled it into your head, writing is freedom. And in that freedom, we can learn a lot about ourselves and we can disclose things to the world that might help educate them, might help enlighten them, not only about ourselves, but even about themselves. Why? Because we spent some time in our freedom and was able to get those answers out of there. Because sometimes that's all writing and freedom is. It's just a moment to finally break away from everything long enough to be able to see, to be able to hear. I know I mentioned this before in some other shows. I always just find it such a, a curious uh, philosophical thought that maybe people are not really hearing the uh, the inspiration from God or even the voice from God. And I don't mean this in some kind of crazy shoot up the world kind of you know weird TV show mentality. I mean actually just feeling like they, they're hearing God and something important that that's being you know relayed to them i i don't really think that we're not hearing that as much because something is wrong with us as people i don't really think we're any different than ten thousand years ago i i just think that we have more distractions now we got things in our ears we got tv shows and what phones going off and books we're reading and you know what I mean? Microwaves blinging on and cooking things and making coffee and all that stuff at once. And we're no longer really just settling down to listen, to listen to our own conscience, to listen to our own thoughts and listen to if we hear something maybe, you know, from that from that spirit or, or, or from God. I still think those things are being said out there. And I think writers more than anybody else have a chance to capture those. Because they're spending their time and their freedom. They're making sure that in the end. They are using it. To their best of their ability. Because they understand how rare it is. And, and how precious it is. And how absolutely necessary it becomes. That we. As writers. Use sometimes the rarest gifts that we have. And oftentimes our rarest gifts are not. That we, you know, we turned a great phrase or we came up with a cool title or, you know, we wrote a 600 awesome poems. Sometimes our, our rarest gifts is that we'll be able in our freedom just to stay there for a moment to try to listen. Rather than always gabbing and speaking and blabbing and this and that. We did what we don't normally do through the day. We listen. We often don't always do that in our relationships. Or even with our children. You know, I, I find it hard to listen sometimes because all they're doing is barking at me. Can we think about this? Can we go that? Can we get this? Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of hard to listen. I hear what they're saying, but it's kind of hard to listen sometimes. But we can fine tune our listening skills when we use that freedom in writing to do so. It'll make us better writers. And I really think in the end, it'll make us better human beings. Until next time, folks. God bless. Strength to be human. This is your host. Mark Anthony Rossi.
Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing, www.somapublishing.com.